Welcome to the 55th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio magazine podcast. Ear to the Ground features interviews and field reports related to sustainable agriculture, family farming, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. There's no doubt the local food movement is catching on across the country and around the world. One of the drivers behind this appreciation for fresh, locally produced sustenance has been chefs and restaurant owners who know how homegrown ingredients can improve the flavor of even the most basic dishes. That's why the local foods movement is often associated with hip, urban centers, where white tablecloth restaurants and natural food co-ops abound. But a quiet sub-trend is taking place in the local foods movement. Here and there, in rural areas, eateries and local farmers are teaming up to provide diners some of the freshest and tastiest foods available anywhere. And they are providing these foods at relatively modest prices when compared to their big city counterparts. It's particularly satisfying to find a restaurant or cafe in a rural area serving locally produced food. It keeps the wealth local and provides an opportunity for local residents to support their farming neighbors. A good example of farmers and a restaurant owner teaming up exists in Wisconsin's Polk County in the heart of the St. Croix River Valley. Dana Jackson, who is head of the Land Stewardship Project's Buy Fresh, Buy Local campaign in the St. Croix, recently took me to visit Cafe Wren, a former bait shop on State Highway 35 in Luck, Wisconsin. There I met Stephanie Lundin, who is working with three farms to provide local food to diners. At the height of the growing season, as much as 40 to 50% of her ingredients are raised within a 10-mile radius. And all of this is being done in a rural community of around 1,000 people. After a delicious lunch of soup and sandwiches, made from local ingredients of course, I talked to Lundin about why she thinks going to the extra trouble to utilize local food is so key, not just to people's palates, but to the entire sustainability of a community. After that, Dan and I drove out to the Good Luck Farm, one of the vegetable operations that supplies Cafe Wren. There we caught up with farmer John Adams, who talked about what this relationship means to him and other local farmers. Yeah, Stephanie, I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about, you, you've d- been doing this now at Cafe Wren for about five years, mm-hmm. and um, you had always been committed to trying to do something. You, you felt like that this community needed something like this. I was wondering if you could describe a little bit about what this was what was it you felt like you needed to have in the area here that just wasn't there before yeah most of the options for people that live in rural Polk County Wisconsin are are barn grills uh, lunch options are um, pretty scarce uh, perhaps a grocery store deli um, so we have a, a, a salad sandwich soup menu that incorporates as much local ingredients whenever possible and people really appreciate uh, the fresh alternative that they can get here they feel like they're getting healthy food and they feel good when they eat it and that's been I think the the biggest addiction for people here we also keep a very tidy clean uh, place that has uh, artwork that changes every two months and uh, very fun colors on our walls, fresh bakery, good espresso, fair trade coffee. Um, People taste the difference and it keeps them coming back. That's great. You know, one thing that you were talking about was uh, when you uh, first start talking to some of the farmers, you actually, I think one of the things you said is you talked to them about, well, this is the kind of things I, what, what kind of things can you raise? These are the kind of things I think I could sell in my restaurant kind of thing you know you you started a, a discussion of 
Uh, so, because the farmer needed a little bit of to know, well, what is it that I can raise, or what can I plan ahead for? You also needed to know what can be raised in this area. What can we use to plant on a regular basis? Can you talk a little bit about that kind of discussion that you had started up with these with these area farms? Sure, I was well aware of what grows in this area because I have a bit of an agricultural background. Um, so I uh, discussed my options with the farmers. What were they willing to grow? What our needs were first of all? What kind of uh, ingredients that we used on a daily basis? and if they were able to provide those ingredients in, in the quantities that I would need. Oh, we actually need, um, uh, our capacity here is pretty small and we don't go through an amazing amount of food. So they've been able to meet um, my demands uh, very well. And so I may have two months out of the summer where we're getting um, fresh leafy greens from a, a local organic CSA farmer and then, you know, you get a real hot, dry spell and maybe I have to make ends meet another way for a couple of weeks until they get a new crop in. But um, they've been working with me and we just ed- uh, communicate via email and over the phone each week with special orders. And uh, it's been very easy to work with the farmers here. You just have to make the connection, have a conversation about your needs, and then put it into motion. Do you feel like the people, uh, your customers, appreciate the fact that you're that they're supporting local farmers, or, or is it? I mean, what, what I suppose what brings them in maybe is is the good food first, and 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 but then do they do you try to maybe surreptitiously educate them a little bit, or? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I throw the word local growers in as much as possible, and try and highlight um, special salad offerings using you know the freshest local ingredients possible. Uh, if I've um, gone to the farm myself, even or I've gotten a fresh delivery of strawberries, you know the spinach strawberry salad is just fantastic, and people uh, get pretty excited when they know how fresh the food is that it was picked this morning or you know at the latest yesterday. Yeah. It makes a huge difference mm-hmm. what well, one thing that uh, going back a little bit you had t- talked to me a little bit about your background and you have a background in, in actually uh, environmental studies environmental education and sustainable ag so it sounds like you've been able to you made that connection early on that you don't necessarily in order to protect the environment in a rural area it's not always as a result of having a wildlife refuge or a national park set aside that you can actually have environmental protection, environmental improvement on a working farm type thing. And it seems like with this restaurant, that's what you're trying to show, is is you can make those connections. You don't necessarily, that a farm can be part of the natural habitat and a natural environment and and be an improvement to the natural environment. But yeah, the connection between um, keeping our money in the economy um, and supporting your community members and what they can, can grow here is so part of that environmental picture that I think... As as things get ugly here in America with uh, environmental um, with the environmental situation, I think we'll start seeing more and more cafes and restaurants start to tap local. Can you just give me a, a quick one last thing? Give me a quick rundown. What do we got today on the menu that's local? What, what do we? That's kind of a got you excited. Sure. This week I uh, uh, got my first delivery of freshly harvested carrots and cauliflower, and so we have a carrot cauliflower soup, and uh, that's um, lightly spiced with uh, garam masala and curry, and topped with a bit of local organic maple syrup and toasted almonds. Um, also on our sandwich menu, we're using um, locally grown cucumbers salad greens um, a few ripe tomatoes but not too many of those yet and let's see here what else Um, all the herbs that we're using on our salads and on our soups are grown actually here at the cafe just outside the door 
and also our our salad options are all freshly harvested greens each week so sugar snap peas etc all go on those salads well i had the soup and the sandwich and i can vouch they were outstanding yeah john i just wonder you were talking earlier about uh uh working with cafe ren and, and stephanie how it's it's always one thing you mentioned that was funny is you, you feel like you communicate with her every week about what you got, but in some ways she knows better than because she's so in in tune with food production and local food. She knows what's ripe in your gardens better than you do. And <laughs> you talked about how that can be a little bit uh, strange sometimes, but it, it's good to see somebody that's really into it. Yeah, um, she's got a knack for knowing what's coming into season when, and uh, after years of dealing with local foods. She knows exactly what to prepare on her menu uh, to take advantage of what we have in the garden. So um, I give her a list every week of what's ripening, but she I kind of work with her to know that um, the list she gives me, I need to go double-check and make sure I'm picking all the ripe stuff because she'll let me know when it's ripening. So that's kind of funny, but um, I think it's been really convenient for her too because... Um, if she needs produce, she can get it that afternoon delivered to a restaurant, and um, we pick twice a week, so um, I think it's convenient for her, and um, it works well for us, too. One thing you'd mentioned was uh, there's been a bit of a spillover effect, you feel, with her serving local food, and I know that one of your pickups, uh, drop-off sites for the CSA is at the restaurant, so that's kind of helped create this... I guess a buzz or a little bit of uh, the people in the community in the local community are more a little more aware that there is this local food available a little bit. Oh, for sure. Um, we put our boxes right outside the restaurant, so uh, it's hard to go in the restaurant without seeing uh, boxes of fresh vegetables. And it's good for her too because um, then those customers that pick up at a restaurant also stop in and buy a coffee or a snack too. Um, before they go home and munch on tasty vegetables. So, yeah, and she's been great. She's helped us promote um, our CSA, and um, it's been a real good relationship. In this, your most of your shares are going to the Duluth area. Is is there is there a hope that you can get more shares sold right in this local area here around Luck and Frederick and, and kind of this rural area here? Yeah, I think there is. Uh, a lot of people who still don't know about us uh, in the area. It kind of goes up and down. Uh, last two seasons were hot and dry, and this year it's cool and wet, and uh, we've had a lot more production out of the garden, so I think we'll get a lot more shares next year. So um, you just got to stick with it, and uh, we just have a real supportive community, so it's been nice to have um, the support we have had. And you can do a small CSA in a rural area. We're kind of proof of that. Then we're 10 miles out of the nearest town of 1,000 people. So um, you can make it work. Yeah. Well, and I think having, just going back a little bit to the, like the Cafe Ren and having your drop-off site there and providing some of their food for their meals, they're right on that road. It's a main road, and so people... A little bit kind of has a feeling of being out in the middle of nowhere, and people pull in and go, "Oh my gosh, you got local food here!" You know, you must have it everywhere, or you can get it everywhere, maybe uh, theoretically. Right. Um, in a town of a thousand, um, you know, it's not just in Minneapolis, or it's not uh, just in any large city that people are serving local food. It's um, 
out here where the food is actually grown too, yeah, <laughs> which a makes more sense than anything. So yeah, yeah it's been great. Um, as long as you got a local restaurant on a main highway uh, near your CSA and you can get your uh, vegetables in there, you should have a really good outlet. Yeah. So it's been great marketing for us too. As it turns out, while I was visiting the Good Luck Farm, I did find a four-leaf clover. No kidding. For more information on what Buy Fresh, Buy Local is doing to promote local food production and consumption in the Midwest, as well as across the country, see www.landstewardshipproject.org and click on the Food and Farm Connection icon. That's landstewardshipproject.org and click on the Food and Farm Connection icon. Send your comments and suggestions about this podcast to me, Brian DeVore, at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org. You can also call me at 612-729-6294. A special thank you goes out to Laura Borgendale, Western Minnesota musician who provided Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a very special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member and you'd like to support us, Go to landstewardshipproject.org to learn how to join LSP. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.